Hey guys, welcome and welcome back to the Kingdom Talk podcast where we let the one who created us be the one to define us. It is your girl, Prophecy Viola, and today we are back with another bonus episode. As promised, you guys, I am uploading bonus episodes, bonus, bonus episodes for this week just because. <laughs> Um, we're not able to record because your girl, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go through the whole thing, but your girl forgot some things and I learned the hard way. So we have to wait, but I'm genuinely so excited because I don't know where this influx of people is coming from, but there's been an increase of you guys. And honestly, I think the part that gets me the most is knowing that there's people who like sit and listen to these and are blessed like that melts my heart um and it might seem small like girl of course it blesses people like yeah yada yada but honestly and truly um my heart is so like every time that I feel discouraged um or I'm tempted to feel like I'm not doing enough I look at what God has done in my life. I look at what God has guided me into. And this podcast is one of them. And just seeing um, more engagement and more people just connecting and being blessed honestly melts my heart. (laughs) And um, I can't lie, I've been feeling like I've been called out a little bit by God, um, telling me like he has given me more and I'm not making use of it. But that's a story for another day. I'm not trying to pour out all my... (laughs) (laughs) my problems right now but um yeah just know that with the influx with with even even if people aren't connecting but but because people are connecting more I'm going to be more creative with my content but content but even though people aren't is what I'm trying to say I'm still gonna be more creative because I feel like God is pulling me out of my comfort zone and he wants me to now take what I've learned in private him um, whether it goes through, through modesty, fashion, um, dressing, self-esteem, self-confidence, and actually put it out into the world. And he's given me multiple ideas. I'm just literally sitting on them. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm just sitting on these ideas. And um, honestly, shame on me. I need to get up and, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> get the ball rolling. Um, but today's episode was just one second guys today's episode was um quite frankly something that i was literally feeling like five minutes ago um and i don't know about you guys but i can get in my head a lot like a lot a lot and if i don't do something about it i'm gonna end up like overthinking the day I was born, like it is, it can get really bad. And I remember before, um, it's, it's just a trigger. It's a trauma response because of my childhood. So because I feel like I have so much to do and everything feels overwhelming, I start overthinking. And then I kind of don't get anything done because I'm like feeling already so overwhelmed. And before, um, God, um, you know, when I'd feel like that, I would literally hear God's voice telling me, just breathe 
and I would like it would literally be a therapy session. He would tell me to breathe and count, uh, to breathe in and count one, two, three as I'm breathing out, and to point out five things in my room that stand out to me. Like literally, or if I wasn't anywhere, if I was outside, he would tell me, point out five things that you see right now. And literally, I promise you guys, that would help me like just calm down and settle and be like, I'm fine. I'm okay. I have everything I need. I have Christ. I I got the Holy Spirit with me. Like I'm good. Like I just need to breathe, like just breathe. And um, just a few minutes ago, I think I've been, I think sometimes, I'm not even going to make this about me to be honest, but I think sometimes we can find our place, we can find ourselves in a place of like autopilot and like, just kind of like, okay, wake up in the morning, pray and like, yes, we will have an encounter. Yes, we will. Sometimes not even, right? Sometimes the revelation is not revelationing. (laughs) Like Sometimes you're reading the Bible and it's not like, it's not giving. (laughs) Like sometimes you're meditating and you you don't feel anything, right? Like you don't feel nothing. You're not feeling the presence of God. Sometimes you pray and you don't even believe it. Like we have to we have to be honest that that sometimes is a reality as Christians. Like we just do not we're not aware. It's not that we don't. We, it's not that we believe God isn't there because I mean the devil makes us feel like the like God isn't there, but he also makes us believe that like we can't feel him and he reduces the enemy has has enabled us literally he's become an enabler of us reducing god to a feeling rather than a consistent security of heart right um and so i kind of lost my train of thought there but um i was thinking about this and i'm like we think we need all of these things the reality is we don't a lot of the things we think we need, we've just been made to think we need them because of social media or the world or the expectation, quote unquote, or just life. You know what I mean? Like we're made to think that if we don't have these things, then we're nothing. But it's like, when did God, when did, when did you, a child of God, intentionally designed, uniquely made in the hands of God, be reduced to the value of things. And that's where the enemy wants to trap you. He wants you to think that your value is in the things that you have, because that is the standard in which the world measures our value, right? If you don't have this, you don't have this. If you don't have this, if you don't look like this, if you don't, then you're not it. Like if you don't have, sorry, y'all, it's raining, scared me a little bit, but if you don't have, if you don't have a certain body type, right, then you're not attractive. If you don't look a certain way, then you're not attractive. If you don't have certain things, then you're not in fashion. You're not in style. There's this like constant like, boom, boom, boom. Like we get here, but we see something else, and it's like we're literally like little rabbits chasing carrots along the way, like carrots are being placed for us to just eat and then once you chase those things you're like why aren't they feeling it why aren't they feeling that that hole that that need to be seen that wanting to feel like okay i finally got it right like why don't you ever get there 
It's because there is not a place. Like, it does not exist. That feeling that we're chasing does not exist. And I'm going to do you one better. It's good that it doesn't exist because it brings us, it opens our eyes to the schemes of the enemy. The enemy slowly wants you to drift away from the mindset that you are enough. So what he does is he feeds you these little things, right? He'll start slowly, right? He will give you a little, you you should get these shoes, right? They're in fashion. Okay, you got the shoes. Cool. You're wearing the shoes. You're wearing the shoes. You should get these headphones. Okay, cool. You got the headphones. You should get, you should change your body. Okay, you change your body. And, and then, you know, you should be with him. He's fine. You know, he got abs. Okay, you be with him. But he's making you cry every night. Okay, cool. And then you just keep, you should get, you should get lashes. You should get a wig. You should get this wig. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would look really good. You should get these shoes. You should get, you should get with this girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you would real, you would feel really good. Like, and you just keep chasing. You should get this job. Then you get this amount of money. You get paid this. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you don't have enough money. You're, you're trying to do this. You don't have enough this. Like, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. And the enemy has, has, taken the healthy um achievement mindset that god actually gave us you know he wants us to achieve good things but he's perverted it and made you come out from your place of rest with god and start proving yourself to the world so what that does is that it disconnects you from the truth of who god says about you and so now you're looking for what the world is saying about you The truth is, in our mother's womb, we were enough. When we're newborns, we were enough. When we became 14, 15, entered puberty, we were enough. We had enough. We were exactly where we needed to be in that moment. The same thing is now. We are exactly where we need to be. Go do what you need to do and stop looking at all the things that you're supposed to do that don't even matter. Because we've all been gifted. That's the truth. We've all been gifted with something. You just have to find out what is my gift? What is, what has God placed me on this earth to do? What's my niche? Why am I here? That is the most important question you can ask yourself. Because you can chase, 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 chase. But until you immerse yourself in what God has called you to be, you will forever be empty. You will waste your years working at a job you don't like. You will not get paid enough. Nothing will ever be enough. You will never have enough money. You will never feel like you're happy in and of yourself. And the lie is, the enemy wants you to think, I can get all these things from the external to fix what is internal. So he's telling you, if you get this, you'll be happy. If you get this, you'll be happy. If you get this, you'll be satisfied. If you get this, you'll be okay. But have you ever noticed that when you get that thing, that the enemy is so hell-bent on you getting, like when you get that thing that the world is like, get, 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 get. When you finally get it, there's another thing to get. (laughs) Like, like, you finally get there like, oh, okay, I can rest. And then there's another carrot to eat. And then there's another carrot to eat. Like, there's no ending point. There's no ending point. 
So the enemy wants you to focus so much on all the quote-unquote good things that you need to do so you can miss the right thing that you need to do. The good things are a distraction. The right thing is where you need to be, right? You can get lost doing good things, but as long as it's not in the will of God for you, it's a distraction, you can get caught up doing the good things, y'all. That blew my mind. And that's why there's a lot of stagnancy. I don't even know if that's a word. There's so many people who are stagnant in their transformation with God. Stagnant. Like they can't move because there's no, they're not in the will of God. They're doing all the good things, but that is not where God called them. You know how scary it is to be somewhere that God didn't call you? Because it means that you got to do everything yourself. You got to make it work. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not trying to fight the enemy. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight the enemy. God said he going to fight it for me. All I need to do is walk in my authority and power. As a child of God, walk in the fullness of my identity. Do y'all understand? understand what I'm saying right now? Do what you need to do. Go do what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Stop sitting on your gift. Because I, I think most of the time we want things to come easy. And this is a conviction to me too. We want things to come easy. I mean, it would be nice if things came easy, right? Like, you know, the money came into my account, like 2K, 3K, I'm saying. I'm feeling good. I got money. Effortlessly, right? We want our gifting to come easily. We want people to like us easily. We want to fit in easily. We want all these things easily. But the reality is if we always had everything easy, we would never appreciate what we have. The only reason why you get that paycheck and you're proud and you feel good that the money is hitting your account is because you know you sweat those hours to get that money. Without the work of something, you never truly appreciate the result of something, right? You have to work for what you want. So it's about pulling yourself forcefully out of your comfort zone. Because if you never do that, nobody will do it for you. You will literally sit in your misery for years. Nobody's going to come and save you. And God can't save you because he's trying to save you. But he can't save you if you don't want to save yourself. So he's trying to tell you, I called you for this. I want you to do this. I'm, I see this in you. And here you go just sitting on him, sitting on them, sitting on them, sitting on them. And he's like, well, I can't even give you anything more because I already gave you so much and you're not doing anything with it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're asking more from God. Have you exhausted, keyword, exhausted what he's already given you? Have you multiplied what he's given you? I feel the Holy Spirit on that one, y'all. I can't even lie, that's for me. Isn't that so real? What are you sitting on? What are you sitting on that you're so scared to try? You're so scared to step out of, like step out in. What are you 
so terrified of. Fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. Let that stick in your mind. Fear is false evidence appearing real. All the fear that you had, if if the one thing that, that is the fear that you have, if that could be taken away, would you do it? If you knew that without a doubt that whatever God is calling you will be a massive success and you put your all into it, that there would, there would be no room for doubt, would you do it? If you knew you were going to be successful in the things that God has called you to do, would you do it? For me, the answer is yes. Duh. So think like that. Think like, this is going to work out for me. This is going to work out for me. This is going to work out for me. And this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's actually a psychological fact. Psychology, not psychological fact. You can search it up. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy where... When we think something, we act out of what we're thinking. And literally, everything that comes after that is as a result of what we're thinking. So, for example, um, I'm just paraphrasing. For example, if you think someone doesn't like you, you're going to have an implicit attitude walking towards them, right? You're going to be like, oh, they don't like me, they don't like me. And when you talk to them, immediately, unknowingly and subconsciously, you're going to you're not going to have the best attitude towards them because you already think they rejected you because they don't like you, quote unquote. But you don't know that. They didn't say that, right? But if you go with that attitude, your actions are going to come off from that attitude and that person is going to sense your energy and then they're going to react in the ways that you expected them to react. Why? Because that is the attitude that you presented yourself with. Your attitude is very powerful. Your attitude is very powerful. One thing I want to say, without getting too carried away, is that I think one of the reasons why we're so afraid is because one of the reasons why we're so afraid to do what we what is required of us and what is needed of us and 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 die to our flesh is because the enemy is whispering a lot of lies into your mind. And I'm gonna tell you this because I'm experiencing this, um, and I'm learning how to. You know what I'm saying? Like debunk like I'm relearning I feel like I did know how to do it but I feel like you get into different seasons and the things that worked out that worked in those seasons don't work in the season so now I get I gotta ask God to help me guide me into finding new ways of dealing with these new circumstances in this season right so um but I know one one major principle that has stayed with me through all my seasons is that God God's truth about me is always the same. So the best way to get rid of the enemy's lies in my head is to confess God's truth about me. And I'll be honest, I have not been confessing God's truth about me. I have not been saying my affirmations. I have been so caught up with life lately that I have not been doing my affirmations, which I used to do daily, right? And that is what kept me in a constant mindset of, I am walking in the authority of God. I am the daughter of the king. I am a daughter of the king, right? I wasn't saying it. So my mindset slowly drifted away. And as it slowly drifted away, the enemy started thinking for me, is what I call it. So the, when the enemy is putting thoughts into your mind, he won't make it obvious, right? He will, he will kind of, he will say it 
you won't hear it like oh oh you are doing this wrong like he will never speak in him because he's realized like the best way to get in someone's head is to make them think that that you're already in their head right that you've already overcome them because if they think that you overcome them then they're gonna feel defeated and they're not gonna try that's one major way that the enemy attacks our minds because remember the battle is in the mind we don't battle against flesh and blood we battle we battle against principalities and spirits whatever right all right so the enemy will say and you'll think it's you talking he will put these thoughts into you he'll be like i'm so tired of this god is like god is being so like unfair to me and i'm not i'm not i've been trying i've been working hard and it's not working out for me i think i should just give up i think i should just walk away maybe i should just go to that party you know what i mean they're having it this night i've been really trying to pray but i'm not feeling god's presence like he will speak for you and so in your mind you will think that you're the one speaking but truly when you sit down you'll realize that that's not me talking and that happened for me for example this new season there's a lot of there's a lot that has happened for me so the enemy will come into my mind and be like this isn't true that's not true you don't really want to be here you don't really want this this is like he will tell me he will speak for me in my mind i don't really want this i don't really want to be here i da, 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 da. like this is not for me and i'm like one day i sat i was like these thoughts became so overwhelming with doubt like i was so overwhelmed with so much doubt and i'm like sitting i'm like but that doesn't sound like me like knowing who i am i don't think like that i don't think superficially i don't think immaturely like that's not me because i have worked hard i have partnered with god to get to where i'm at mentally and spiritually right to get to a place where i have been I have chosen discipline. I have chosen to die in my flesh. And I've been doing it for a long time. So much so that I know my character. Like I know when it's me speaking. And when it's the Holy Spirit empowering me. So I was like, man, where is all this doubt coming from? Like I literally had to sit down and be like, this is not me. I am not saying this to myself. Because that's not how I think. I don't think like that. That's 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 a pagan way of thinking. That's that's the that's that's the thought process of a person that does not know God. And I know God. I have a personal walk with the king of the universe. I know my father. I walk in intimacy with him every day. I wake up, he's there to speak to me. He's constantly speaking to me in dreams and visions. This is not me. And I literally had to start saying, I bring every thought that is not of God captive to the presence of the Holy Spirit, captive to the presence of God. I rebuke you in Jesus name because it became so much that I knew it was not me. And that's what's, what's happening for a lot of us. And so what when we think that we're thinking that way, we feel condemned. And so we start to feel ashamed. Like, God, I'm so ashamed that I'm thinking like this. I'm so ashamed that, like, I'm, 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 I'm being ungrateful. I'm not appreciating. But it's like, it's not you thinking in the first place. It's the enemy thinking for you. 
you got to be aware. You got to be quick to call it out because I'm telling you, it'll cause you to drift away. And another way that I knew was the enemy talking was he was, I would slowly, the places that brought me joy in my secret place became a burden. Like I, I was dragging myself to the place to, to a place where before I used to be happy to go to, right? Like I was dragging myself, like I was become lazy, I was becoming lazy spiritually, right? And that's when I knew, okay, there's a pattern here. There's something going on. And I realized, okay, the enemy is just trying to, he's just trying to push me away. He's just trying to get me to focus on other things that don't really matter. Like I remember literally sitting and like watching Netflix and I'm like, bro, I'm supposed to be doing a thousand things right now. What am I doing here watching Netflix? Why am I wasting all this time watching Netflix? Like, why am I, like, why am I wasting all this time on TikTok? I have so much to do. I know God has, God has told me to do this. He told me to do this. What am I doing? Like that moment, you'll have that moment where you just feel like, dang, am I not meant for more? Am I not meant for greatness? And the reason why we feel that like, like wanting more is because we are made for more. Because we are children of the king. So I just wanted to cover that because I was feeling like I was getting a little carried away. But the reality is you're exactly where you need to be and you have everything that you need. Ask God, God, help me utilize what I have right now. If I don't have what I want, it's because it's probably because I don't need it. God, help me utilize what I don't have right now. I mean, help me utilize what I have right now, right? Before I go, I'm going to say one more thing. One way that, well, I don't even think it matters really, but just a practical way of how I knew that God was like, you have everything you need. I used to be obsessed with shopping, right? Buying clothes, impulse shopping a lot, right? I don't know if y'all know my testimony, but I used to be very social media um, like, like mindset, I'd, I'd only wear fits. I'd only buy outfits for social media, but never wear those outfits again. So I was wasting a lot of money constantly trying to prove myself to a world that did not care about me. Right. And also burning my pockets because I was not making good money choices. Um, God delivered me from that, delivered me from the social media dressing mindset. And so I got into the season where I had no money. <laughs> and I wanted to go shopping. At the time, I was, I think you guys have heard it a million times. I was working at Aritzia and they were not paying me enough. I just didn't feel like I was getting enough there, right? Well, they're paying me, but they were not giving me hours, like stuff like that, right? So I'd never had enough for me to buy something for myself. And when I did, it would always be like, I'm at the end, I'm like at 0.00 dollars, right? So I was at a place where I was just feeling like, God dang, like, God, sorry, I didn't say God dang. I said, God dang, God dang, why am I not getting everything that I, like, why am I not getting these things? Like, why don't I have enough money? Like, I'm only getting enough money to pay for my phone bill. Like, I want more money to buy things for myself. And he simply told me, you don't need it. And as I continued working at Aritzia, I started to realize how minimalistic 
I had to be or that was required of me for me to actually be okay. Like, I realized I don't need half of the things that I want. I just want them for the sake of wanting them. I literally remember working on a retail, coming home, going into my wardrobe and making like five outfits from what was already in my wardrobe. I remember getting tips, seeing how Aritzia people are dressing and like, and like, you know what I'm saying? And like going home and like coming up with like two more outfits, three more outfits. And then at the end of the season, I'm like, oh, so you just wanted me to recognize what I had and to help me utilize what I had. Because if I didn't have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit helping me understand how to not only dress fashionably, because he knows who I am. I'm a I'm a glam, kind of like soft girl, right? He knows the kind of dressing that I like, but modesty too, right? If he had not helped me utilize, if he had not helped me and opened my eyes to what I actually have and utilized it, exhausted it to the max, I would have ended up spending so much money on things that I just was only planning on wearing once or twice. That's just a practical way. But again, God will not help you if you don't let him help you. You have to let God help you, which means you're going to have to do things you don't want to do, right? Because you're submitted to him. You're going to want to do, you're going to have to do things you don't want to do. That's the reality of walking with Christ. Submission doesn't feel like submission until it feels, no, the, the quote is submission isn't submission until it feels like submission. Submission isn't submission until it feels like submission. So go do what you need to do. Stop sitting, ignoring your potential. Like you are meant for more. You're meant for greatness. There is a unique thing about you. There is a niche that no one else can bring out than you can. You're literally the only person on this earth that will ever be you. And there's a gift inside of you that you are literally sitting on for no reason. And I'll do you one better and tell you this before I go. Money will follow your gift. But as long as you have the mindset of I'm going to keep chasing money, you're never going to have enough of it. Money is attracted to your gift. It's attracted to why you were placed on this earth. It's attracted to your calling. There we go. And I learned this from Miles Monroe. He said that money will come when you are so focused on your gift. Because people will pay you to showcase your gift. Because that's why God placed you on earth. You will earn. Money will not be a problem if you focus on your gift. But as long as you have that mentality, even saying I'm chasing money, it's it, it means that the money is running away from you for you to chase it do y'all even do y'all even think about this stuff <laughs> like think about it if you're chasing money it has to be running away from you you're supposed to be attracting money right and this is for me too so i don't know who needs to hear this but you need to get on what god has told you to do focus on what you need to focus on dumb out the world like literally put noise cancellation put spiritual noise cancellation earphones and 
mind your business. Like you don't need to go to that party. You don't need to overcompensate. You are beautiful. You are enough as you are. You don't need more friends. You know what I'm saying? You don't need a more social media presence. You don't need all these things that you want. You just need the Holy Spirit to help you utilize what you already have. And if there is more that he wants you to have, he is going to provide it. That's not your responsibility. Another thing that I learned is that if God has gifted you with something, it's God's responsibility to provide a way for it to come out, to provide a way for it to flourish. Your business, your responsibility is to take that gift and to work it. God's responsibility is to make an environment for that gift to flourish. But God will not make something flourish if it is not being worked at. It has to be worked at, meaning it has to be intentionally thought out. It has to be intentionally done. You have to take time to do it. And don't rush to do it. Take your time. This is who you are. This is part of your identity. This is the mark that you're going to leave on this earth. I'm speaking to the to the God in you because as heirs of the kingdom, the spirit fills us. It's what is telling us that we're meant for greatness. It's what is telling us that we're meant for, to be to be used by God and not only used by God but to walk with God so intimately. May that be the first important, the first thing you do with your life. The first thing that you choose to do is to actually walk with God and not try to be used by him first. It's good to be used by God, but it's even better to walk in intimacy with him. It's more sustainable. Um, it's more, it's sweeter. It's more peaceful when you're walking with God more than you're being used by him. When you're in the secret place more than you're being seen. So, that's it for today, guys. You're made for greatness. You're meant to be great. You're meant for all the good things that God is planning for you. Step into your identity. Stop letting the enemy play with your mind. Like, you are so powerful. The enemy's scared of you. All his little, whatever you call them, they're all scared of you. The things that you're scared of are scared of you. They're scared of what God has put in you. The light that shines in your spirit, they're scared of that. So they will tell you there is no light shining. They'll tell you that you're meant to work a 9 to 5 job. Or maybe you are meant to work a 9 to 5 job. I don't know. Right? Everyone has a different calling. They'll tell you that you're not meant for greatness. That you're average. Because the best way to... Take away a greatness of something is to make them believe that they don't have it. It's to make you believe that you don't have it. Because if you don't have it, then you'll never awaken to the greatness of who you are. So, I know this is going a little long, but take the time to get to know yourself. Take the time to walk with God, to to be in intimacy with Him. Take the time to invest in your relationship with God so he can lead you. Because you're right where you need to be right now. But the truth is, God is always calling you deeper. You're doing good. And I'm proud of you. You are pushing through. 
You are working through so many things with God and he is proud of you. His light shines upon you. His face is is turned towards you. He's smiling at you right now. Believe it or not. He's looking at you going, wow. She's really trying. He's really trying. And I love him so much. Oh, he knew. If only he knew how much I love him. If only she knew how much I am working to get everything done for her so that she wouldn't have to struggle. I just want her closer to me. I just want her to to feel me. I want her to walk with me so that we could be best friends. God wants to be your best friend. He does. He was never intending to leave you or let you go. And he never did. He never left your side. That's the truth. The reality is God is always with you. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, (laughs) no matter what happens, he's always just waiting for you to turn to him so he could be your comforter and he could be your shield. You have to let God help you. I'm starting to get a little teary. But I'm just grateful. Anyways, guys, I don't want to keep y'all. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. Because next week, we are going to have an episode on the singleness series. Ah, And it might be the second last or the last one. I'm not sure yet. Um, But we'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I will see you guys on camera next week, every Wednesday or Thursday at 3 p.m. Bye. I love you guys.